Hey everyone and welcome to the 20 Minute Marketing Podcast. I hope you had a wonderful Easter weekend and thank you for joining us for episode 72 of the show. For new listeners, my name is Liam and I invite a different guest to join us on the show every week. We cover lots of different topics from SEO to content, paid ads, social media and everything in between. The show is brought to you by Reach Interactive and new episodes are released every Wednesday, usually at around lunchtime here in the UK. Um, I did make a quick announcement last week on the podcast. I have left Reach and this week I started a new role as an SEO manager at Blue Array. So we have another eight episodes um, of the podcast with myself being host um, before it potentially changes or we introduce a new host. So I'll tell you more about that at a later date. So let's get started with today's episode. I am excited to welcome Gary Gumbleton to the show this week. Gary is the founder and creative director at Capital Content. And we are going to be talking about video content and how you can tell more stories through video. So first of all, hey, Gary, and welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks very much, Liam. How about yourself? Yeah, good to hear. And I'm not doing too bad. Thank you. So could you give us a quick introduction of yourself, please? Uh, I can. So yeah, like you said, my name's Gary. I'm the creative director and founder of Capital Content. Uh, We are a digital agency uh, and we focus kind of specifically on video content. But fundamentally, we're storytellers, right? We're we're not like a production company where we go out and create video content. What we deal with is the strategy behind achieving a business goal. So if someone wants to raise brand awareness, sell more products, whatever it might be, we create the strategy that helps deliver on those objectives and fu- and what we do is we tell stories and we're we're a mixture of kind of like marketing and sales people so we're not just kind of like a bunch of 18 year olds you know m- making cool time lapses we understand business challenges in terms of sales and marketing and we create content off the back of that um so that's kind of capital content we've been around it's our fourth birthday uh april 7th this year so that's a very exciting time we got through the covid era few we're based in Surrey, but we have a national footprint. So we have, you know, uh, clients right up to Ministry of Defence up in Edinburgh, right down to kind of Cornwall Council. Yeah, that was a really cool introduction. And it's really interesting that you work on achieving business goals as opposed to just producing content for the sake of it. So asking yourself why you're creating a video or why you're creating a specific piece of content, um, I think is really important. And I'm pretty sure that this episode is going to be released on April 7th. Uh, which is a nice coincidence. So a big happy birthday to Capital Content. Oh, amazing. I'll be uh, looking forward to watching you guys celebrate. So let's get started with the episode and talk about the benefits of storytelling through video content and how to get started. So what's really cool about this episode is that we don't really have a script. Um, I asked Gary to come on the show and talk about video. He said, yeah. And the next thing we were sort of on Zoom. Usually I will have about three or four talking points and questions will sort of arise from there. But that's definitely not the case today. We're just going to start talking and get started and see where things go. So first of all, Gary, I think it makes sense to sort of comment that I don't really create much video content myself, if I'm being honest. Uh, My experience level is pretty low and very basic. So how would someone like myself get started and create some videos that are at an acceptable level to share with my audience, whether that's on our website or social media or wherever? Yeah, I think, you know, if we kind of start right at the very beginning, right, 
and you mentioned it earlier to say why create video content and i think that's that's the initial part and what we always try and tell people is don't just go out and create a video you know for the sake of creating video you need to have that why like why am i creating this video what is the objective this video is achieving right uh so for you you're saying you don't really create video content is there a reason you know specific reasons behind that that you don't create video yeah i think it just comes down to a few things to be honest um when i was working at reach one of my concerns that the quality of my videos would just wouldn't be up to the standard that they needed to be um and then in general I think I have more experience using other types of content to tell stories. Um, so I always wasn't really sure what would convert nicely into a video format. Yeah, and that is the exact reason that everybody who isn't creating video content says to me as well. And uh, I think, you know, I, I always say that there's a, an element of both raw and glossy video content that everybody should make, whether that is a personal brand or a, a business. And it's quite important nowadays, especially during or post-COVID era, that we're unable to, or we have a reduced face-to-face -face contact. And the next best thing than to be face-to-face -face is video content because instead of being in a room of all of your clients you can't do that anymore so you're better off creating a video to get in front of all of your prospects or all of your clients because people buy from people right you can put as much glossy b-roll in a video to try and sell your product but as soon as you put a face in there or personality that really converts there's that emotive storytelling aspect to video content right and when you say you know you, you don't know what to create i think what you could do just taking this podcast for example obviously we're doing it over zoom right but the video won't get released it's just the audio because it's exclusively audio podcast but what you're able to do is maybe this 25 or 20 minute video is recorded you could then cut out little 30 second what we call skittles sctls social cut down thought leadership little one-liners and you could post one of those videos every day for seven days in the lead up to the launch of the actual episode itself and that gives you all that video content that you've already created people's attention spans because of instagram reels and snapchat and tiktok their attention spans drop down to 15 seconds you know we used to watch you know 30 minute episodes on tv on a friday at specific times now i want to see a 25 second video right now right so i think to create those little what i call skittles off of content that you're already creating you know and, and off the back of that you could then write a 500 word blog do an instagram post and a, a linkedin article all from that one little podcast episode that you're creating you know yeah i will hold my hands up and say that i absolutely do underutilize this podcast could definitely turn our recordings into video previews and snippets so bringing in social media in general is really interesting because i've always found that the challenge is what type of videos to post and produce and when to share them uh, you know we could be creating instructional videos user generated content behind the scenes insights 15 to 30 second clips for example that prioritize personal branding and people um, so you sort of get the idea but there's definitely lots of different options um, and i'm never quite sure which ones to pick what videos to make and when right so obviously you can you can get yourself a camera everyone's got a 4k camera in their pocket right now and you can go out and create a thousand different videos there are um, so many different types of videos you can create and the way that we structure our video content strategy is uh based on a tv network right so let's just say you are liam.tv right that, that's your tv network just like the bbc right and then within the bbc obviously we all know those guys uh, they have different channels right so you have bbc one bbc news bbc sport right and those channels have different audiences and different demographics you know you would get certain programming on those channels uh, and from a business or a personal brand perspective you need to apply those channels to your business objectives so let's say raise brand awareness sell more product 
convert lead generation, right? And then within those channels, you then start creating a series of content. So for example, with lead gen, what we do at Capital Content is uh, we have FAQ. So we've got like 15, 20 odd FAQ videos uh, to help convert leads. So that's a season or, or sorry, a series of videos. Within each of those, within that series, sorry, there is an episode, a single episode, which might be how to pay an invoice. So the way we structure it is TV network or the network across the top, which is your business, then the channels, which are your objectives that you want to achieve. The series is the particular theme or topic within that channel or within that objective, and then each individual episodes. And so then what you realize is every episode that you create goes towards an objective that you're trying to achieve. So you can you can make your FAQs or your you know product information videos, but at least now you know it's kind of structured towards a specific objective. Don't just go out and create video content. And I think everybody knows the TV, a basic TV network strategy, right? But no one really applies it to video content at a business level. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think using a TV network strategy uh, makes a lot of sense. And it's something that I haven't heard uh, the business community talk about before. So thanks for sharing that with us. And I think it helps paint a picture in our heads of why we do things and sort of where it fits. Um, one of the big challenges that I assume with video content is consistency. Um, so someone might throw out a few videos that do all right and then just move on to the next thing. Or perhaps they might not get the results they anticipated. And then they think, well, that didn't work, so I'm not going to do it again. Absolutely. Like historically, it's always been like the business will create one five minute video and hope that that lasts for 12 months, right? They put it in their CEO's presentation, they put it on a homepage loop on their website, uh, and they put, you know, maybe 500 quid behind it when they chuck it over social. Uh, and nowadays, that's not going to cut it. People want to see fresh episodical content every week, little 30 second snippets. And what, what we try and get people to do is batch creation, right? If, for example, you have what we call a good hair day, right? Where on Monday morning, you shoot one video and you've like, yes, I know that video. It's great. Create another 20, right? You don't have to post them all straight away. When you first create that video on Monday morning and it's rubbish, shut the camera down. Don't worry about it. You know, do, do it again tomorrow. But batch create those videos. If you've got 20 FAQs, just press record on the camera, spiel off your 20 FAQs, cut them up into 20 different videos, post one every week for the next 20 weeks. Boom. There's a full series of episodical content to last over the next four months, all done within like an hour, right? Yeah, completely agree. And I think as well, people just don't allocate enough time to creating good content. Um, you can't expect to create a good video strategy in a 30 minute session and then spend 10 minutes per week on it. As you said, if you're on a roll and spend half a day or even a full day creating some solid high quality videos um, that your audience will value and is going to enjoy watching. Absolutely. Yeah, because no or well, very few people think about their video content before they go and press record. You know, they press record, they go, right, what am I going to shoot? Actually, what you need to do is write down, just like you would with your email campaigns and your, your social media marketing and your, and your blog writing, you plan, right? Video content, people tend to think, oh, I'll just press record and, and just go out and shoot and see what happens. But you've got to have that episodical approach to video content based on a TV network. I think it's important to keep pushing your videos on social media regardless of the engagement levels too when you're getting started. If we take this podcast, for example, our audience was so small when we launched, but um, over time, the production level increased. I've learned lots of tips and tricks, etc. And we've had some wonderful guests, of course. But as a result, our episodes are reaching a lot more people and going way further than they did back then. Um, so it does take a lot of time to get things right and make those improvements. I'd be interested then to follow up sort of with a question on storytelling. So how does storytelling come into the equation? 
Uh, let's say that we're creating a 15 second video that's really short and it's filmed on an iPhone camera. How do we embed stories and key messages into those videos to be able to connect with our audience? So we love telling stories, right? And because there are two, well, we've narrowed it down to specifically only two different types of video, and that is rational and emotional, right? The rational ones are the features, advantages, benefits of a product, right? Whereas the emotional is the story behind the founder of the business kind of thing. And like I said, people buy from people. So instead of uh, interviewing an employee saying why do they work for that business or or instead of creating a case study to say how good was that business why don't you ask why they partner from a values perspective you know because from a sales or a partnership perspective you were trying to align your values with the prospect that you're trying to approach right so tell the story with an emotive connection you know you you can ask the employee for example what we call employee spotlights or, uh, or the 20 question strategy. So when you ask an employee, uh, why do you work, if this, this is a recruitment drive, why do you work for the business? They're going to go, ah, oh, you know, loads of annual leave, people are great, all that kind of stuff. Whereas actually what you can say is, well, uh, how did you get here now? You know, tell me, where did you start? Why are you in marketing? Why are you in recruitment? Whatever it might be. And then also you can do a, uh, like I said, the 20 question strategy where you sit an employee down, sit all of your employees down, in fact, and ask 20 questions what is the worst thing about being in the office what couldn't you live without who's got the messiest desk and ask those 20 questions and now you're getting insight into the people at an emotive or personal level because in and i'll say the m-word the millennials they research a business and they really want like a moral or fun or youthful business to invest their money and to purchase products, right? So when they go and research a business and they start seeing all of the staff that are, you know, ha- are making videos about, you know, that they can't deal with that and espresso in the morning, that kind of stuff, then they, they connect on an emotive level rather than a features of advantages, benefits level, you know? And, and that's a stronger connection because it's all about, specifically the video, building a relationship between supplier and vendor. Yeah, that was a great example. Um, I really like that you separated videos into those two categories of rational and emotional. Um, I definitely think that businesses can add a lot of value to their social channels by posting a mixture of both. It's also really cool that you mentioned the 20 questions with employees. I have no idea what the exact number is, but I'd guess that a very high percentage of companies have a very traditional sort of meet the team section on their website, which is formatted as a standard blog post. And I'll be honest here, I just find them pretty boring. Um, so if they were transformed into a video series with a mixture of professional and fun questions, I'd probably find it much more interesting and I'd probably watch most of them, um, as I'm sure other people would as well. Absolutely. Blogs are great for SEO. Keep smashing out the blogs. Don't get me wrong. You know, you've actually got to do that, but that's for the bots to read. You know, no one actually reads blogs. But if you can, you know, like I said, if you've got 10 staff and you ask each of them 20 questions, boom, there's 100 videos. There's one every day for the next six months whatever the maths is, three months, <laughs> you know, but it's, it, it's that batch creation, short form content at an emotive story-based level that can really connect with the viewer. So we only have a few minutes left of this main section. And there were a few other things that came to mind that I wanted to ask you about before we close out. Um, the first one is, do you have any general tips on making better quality videos? Not necessarily the content in it, but how can we improve our videos? Um, whether that's on an iPhone camera or using a professional setup or whatever we're doing um, so that people can sort of take all those insights that you've already shared and make some great content. Yeah, there's definitely a bunch of stuff. So there's a few websites 
artlist.io that's your copyright free music i think it's like 150 us per year and there's like 10,000 songs that you can download to put music over your tracks uh obviously don't put a pop song on there because it'll get pulled or you'll get a phone call from the record label with a 100 grand fine another one is rev.com this is super important rev.com that is to add subtitles to your video content. Now, there's two reasons you do that. One, because a lot of videos are watched. I think the stat is like 85% of videos are watched on mute. So if you want to increase viewership or increase engagement, chuck subtitles on there so someone doesn't have to tap or listen out loud on the train when we're allowed to go on the trains again. Um, but for the other reason is uh, back in the day, sustainability was you know, like kind of like your USP. You know, you were like, yeah, we're green, we're paper free, we offset our carbon. That is no longer a nice to have. That is a necessity. You've got to have that. Uh, you'd be silly not to have that, right? The next stage is accessibility. So if you can uh, tell the story around that you're doing subtitles to help increase your ac accessibility to people hard of hearing on the deaf community, uh, then that goes a long way. That's like the next stage after sustainability. We actually do free subtitling on our videos specifically so we can include an accessibility option, you know? So that, that's the two probably key resources, artlist.io, rev.com. There's some great websites without a doubt. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you for sharing those tips with us. So one final thing that I wanted to ask you, Gary, in this main section, for anyone that might be listening that works in-house or in a small business or wears lots of hats, for example, what are your thoughts on them doing videos themselves or perhaps looking to outsource to a professional agency to do their video work for them? Uh, being the founder of a digital agency, I would say absolutely use a digital agency. <laughs> but joking aside, there needs to be both, right? You need to have that self-shot video content as well as bring in the agency. You need to bring in the agency so because they are should be, you know, industry agnostic. So they can pull ideas from everything else that they've done and apply it to your own video content strategy. If you have the raw stuff or the self-shot DIY content, that makes the glossy look even glossier. Um, but also the raw element or your own self-shot video content uh, shows the personality. It shows actually the people. It's not that we've all done hair and makeup and great lighting. You actually get to see the people behind the logo and, and that's super key, right? We do actually have a training course, capitalcontent.co forward slash content 101, shameless plug, where it teaches you how to create your own video content. So it will push up your production levels uh, it will help you build that TV network strategy. You can use it on an iPhone. You don't have to recruit an agency to do it. I do recommend for kind of like the hero pieces that you want to create to really convert some leads, definitely put in an agency. But I think I personally create a lot of content on my mobile phone. It's super easy. You get a 10 pound microphone from Amazon, get a little tripod and away you go. You, know, you can smash out all that, especially as a personal brand, which is huge right now. Personal brand video content is it's very easy to do if you, as long as you plan for an hour before you press record, you know? Yeah, awesome. Thanks for sharing that resource with us. I will add the link to your training course in our show notes. If anyone would like to check it out, you can find it there. So we've covered lots of things during this episode, and I think your answer there added lots of value as well. Anyone can get started right now if they give themselves a bit of a push and motivate themselves to, to do that absolutely and, and you're not going to run out of tape right it's like if you shoot the video you don't have to post it so you just keep shooting it until it looks good yeah i think that's a great tip to close out this main section on uh so thanks for sharing some amazing insights with us gary to finish off i have a couple of quick fire questions and fun questions that i'm going to be asking to you so stay tuned everyone for a few more minutes and we'll be back in a moment <laughs> So two questions that I'm going to ask you in this closing section, Gary. The first one is, do you have a memorable story that jumps out when you look back on your career? 
could be something funny, embarrassing, or inspirational, for example. So, like we said at the very beginning of the podcast, my name is Gary Gumbleton, right? Quite a memorable name. I lived in New Zealand for 10 years. I got relocated out there by Vodafone. So, living in New Zealand, called Gary Gumbleton, I pretty much was a hobbit, right? I literally sounded like a hobbit. And I also pin a lot of my success on my surname, because once you've heard it once, you kind of remember it, right? It's one of those unique names. And I used to work for Vodafone in NZ, and it was a big open plan office. I was a business account manager, so I was sending emails, having this argument over email with a couple of client, with a client or a couple of people within that client, and blah blah blah, sending a whole bunch of emails. Then I get this email back uh, saying, uh, "How can we trust this guy with a surname like Gumbleton?" And what he'd obviously done is he had uh, replied to all and forgot to take me out of the email chain. And I then got that email. Uh, it was hilarious. So I then obviously responded, like, I assure you, just because my surname is a little bit weird, that you can trust me. And he was obviously incredibly apologetic. But what I did is I then BCC'd the rest of my team. There's like 50 of us, all open plan. Uh, I BCC'd my response. And then I could start to hear kind of like this wave of sniggering <laughs> through, the, uh, through the office because they'd all started to read the email at different, uh, different times. Uh, so yeah, I think one, definitely pin my success on my surname. But two, the moral of the story is make sure you check who you're CCing in that email, right? Yeah, that one made me smile. You do have a memorable surname, but I think it's great. And it's also cool that you use it to your advantage. We have actually had a few stories about people sending inappropriate emails um, and they never end well. So I do urge everyone listening to use untraceable communication channels um, if you are going to slag someone off in the future. So my final question is, do you have a favorite resource that you use on a regular basis, which could help our listeners? So it could be a newsletter, a blog, a plugin, a podcast, uh, for example. Yeah, I think if we try and encapsulate all uh, marketing and business and everybody who's watching, I've mentioned personal brand quite a lot. And I think LinkedIn is, is a huge underused resource. You know, there's a lot of people doing it really well. There's a lot of people not doing anything at all. I would suggest looking at the website shieldapp.ai. Uh, they're kind of like the only player in the game around analytics for personal LinkedIn profiles. It's like 10, 15 pounds a month. So it's, it's not cheap, right? Uh, but it gives you a huge amount of resource and insight into what posts work well, your frequency. It's basically like the, you know, the Facebook analytics tool but for personal linkedin and i've made a huge focus over the last six months in using that that tool and changing the way that i approach my posts and my profile views at the moment are like 1100 percent increase my engagement is up by 300 percent like it's you know it's just going nuts uh, so definitely shieldapp.ai to focus on your linkedin analytics if you're really uh, if you're if you're trying to focus on that personal brand element online right yeah, that's really interesting because I have seen a few people talking about Shield App on LinkedIn over the past three months or so, um, and all of the results that I've seen have been positive. So I'm glad that you chose to share that one with us. Um, it feels like time has flown by during this episode, but there are definitely lots of things that I wish I could have asked you, Gary. We just don't have the time, unfortunately. Um, so thanks for sharing some insights on video storytelling with us and how to get started. Um, I think it's been really valuable. It's given us a lot to think about. So yeah, thanks for joining us. Cool, man. Hey, thanks very much for having me, Liam. No problem. So thank you to everyone for listening. We always appreciate the support. I'll be back next Wednesday with another unique and interesting topic. So have a great week and we'll see you then.